What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the one-stop shop for all things Michigan State football, Big Ten football, and college football as a whole right here on Impact 89 FM, the Spartan Red Zone podcast. I'm Zach Senek alongside Liam Jackson, Zach Slowick, and Mr. Cam McLaren. And we are back, boys. Um, you know what? It kind of feels like a broken record, though. You guys feeling that, too? Yes. Wonderful, Slowick. Michigan State dropping to Maryland by a score of 27-13 on the road in College Park. We made the trip. We were in the state of Maryland for a whole 29 hours. Uh, it was it was great. There was not much sleep involved in that trip, that's for sure. There's only a little bit of hurricane that hit us as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was only a little bit of trying to figure out how to get across College Park to get to our Uber, who then drove right past us. But, you know. And that still wasn't the most interesting Uber driver we had of the oh, week. Oh, no, not at all. If anybody tuned, I will not say it again, but if anybody tuned into the green and white, I gave the full deets on our Uber driver, Jay Shmoney. It didn't even, oh, never mind, yeah. Yeah, what you did. Yeah. It was brutal, to say the least. Also, I'll just give a little bit, not to say what he said. But keep in mind, this was at 3.30 in the morning. Oh, I already said it, so you can say it if you would like. <laughs> no, nah, it's good. It was at 3.30 yeah. in the morning, and there was a very interesting conversation to be had on a 40-minute Uber from the hotel to the airport in Baltimore. But let's talk a little bit about this game. Peyton Thorne, 27-44, 221 yards and a touchdown. Elijah Collins looked really good, but only five carries, 36 yards and a touchdown. That came on the opening drive for Michigan State. Jaden Reed back. Closer to a little bit of form for Jaden Reed. Seven receptions, 61 yards, and one touchdown. And it was just rough. I mean, Michigan State's really going to want this game back because they shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. And they just couldn't get out of their own way. Yeah, uh, We talked about this on Sunday on the Green and White Report, just fresh off the airplane. But basically my biggest takeaway is that this surprisingly... As bad as the defense looked in the first half, I think it was the offense that failed them at the end of the game because the defense kept them in the game in the second half. They gave up six points. They even had a big goal line stand that was huge after a big 68-yard run uh, from Maryland. Got them down to the inside the two-yard line. Uh, MSU held up, uh, kept it a two-score game, and MSU or the Spartans had a chance to make it a one-score game with time left on the clock. Even before that in the third quarter, they, I think they had one first down, maybe eight total yards, something of that nature. Drops killed them offensively, and but this is a Maryland team that isn't um, known for its defense. It's known for known for its offense, and in the beginning of the game, it looked like it was going to be a shootout. Maryland went down and scored. Michigan State answered back quickly and without too much resistance. Um, and then after that, it just seemed like MSU kept getting in its own way. P- bad penalties, bad holding penalties that negated big plays, first downs, drops that would have been first downs, drops that... Uh, where pass catchers had a lot of space. Um, yeah, it just a whole lot of errors made offensively. And people are on social media, you look at clips of uh, broken coverages, which, yes, there were some. There were more than some, I would say. Um, a lot of and more long third-down conversions. But, again, I think the defense did a job. 27 points against Maryland at home. They put the offense. They put. They gave the team a chance to win, and uh, you, you can't score 13 points against Maryland and expect a victory there. No matter, like, no matter what. So, um, I think positive is that the defense showed some life in the second half, and they still, like we said, they don't give up. Um, negative offense hasn't put together a full game since Akron. Even Akron wasn't 
I mean, I don't know that the offense put together a full game the entire year. Yeah. That, I, 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 I don't actually, think I Akron really counts. They dropped right. 52. The second half is kind of, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm more meant like even in the first half of that game, they didn't look great. I mean, they scored their touchdowns off of Akron dropping the football on the ground. Yeah, but that's I mean, that's yeah, you, if Akron, do, yeah, if Akron, do, if Akron doesn't fumble, Michigan State probably doesn't get a goose egg, but they still win that game by 45 points. So, uh, I think fair they did what they needed to do against the weaker opponents. They need to find a way to do something to do what they to get done what they need to do um, when they're playing somebody that is as good as them or better than them is going to be the task for this team. Um, the rest of the schedule is all those teams. They're all teams that are as good as them and or better than them. Drop balls were terrible. Special teams was terrible. Can't You can't give up seven points um, from your field goal unit. Missed extra point um, off a bad snap. A 33-yard missed field goal, and I get the wind was crazy, um, but you have to kind of account for that. It was on right hash. You missed right. Wind was blowing left to right. So I don't know if he was aiming right for the middle, and then it just got pushed or what was happening. Yeah, and but they, and they sent out like a chip shot. It so, didn't. They they went to two different kickers, that and that almost. To me. It, and then they put Stone back out there because right, they had a longer Patton one, missed. and it gets blocked. So, yeah, I mean they put Stone out there for the extra point after or before that too. And that as was soon a, as Patton missed the field goal, and Hank Pepper you're done. snapped the ball over Bryce Berenger's head. He snapped that ball to Jack Stone. I don't yeah. really know what was even going on there because Hank Pepper's normally and it was very a, good long and snapper. It wasn't. It wasn't. That was wet. On the second touchdown. He did. Yeah. Yeah, it was on the one that they put Stone back in for. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it wasn't even wet when that happened. So, just makes you wonder. I agree with Liam. Defense did a very good job in the second half. Um, I don't think anybody would complain with six points a half. Um, if they could do that every week, the other team would score 12 to 14 points. Um, and I think you can win football games allowing that amount of points. Um, I think Michigan State is missing Jaden Reed on special teams right now. I think that's where Jaden Reed really flourishes uh, because if he was returning kicks and had 200 more all-purpose yards on the season, everybody would say, oh, Jaden Reed is looking really good because seven yards or seven receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown is a pretty good game in college football. Now, where he got picked up a lot of those extra yards and touchdowns was in special team. He is returning punts now, which is good. Um, and Michigan State is just letting a lot of balls go through the end zone. That maybe if Jaden Reed was back there, they would. He has more of the liberty when it's not a freshman, um, in Terrell Henry back there to catch the ball and take off with it. And then I already got into a huge fight. Um, not fight, I should say, disagreement with Shabath and he how he thought this was Thorne's worst game. Um, and I just completely oh, disagree. Oh, I disagree. I, I think, very much disagree. I think without the drop balls, um, I did the math, Thorne throws 75% in that game. You probably add an extra 50 yards and a couple touchdowns on it. Now, he wasn't great in the red zone, which I can understand where the concern comes up there, um, but it, he he didn't really have much time to do anything. Yeah, he missed two passes late in the game when he got when the ball slipped out, but or in the rain when uh, the remnants of Hurricane Ian came in, but it, I didn't think he was bad at all. No, that game. I didn't right. think that game was on him. Uh, but I think uh, penalties, special teams, 
And then the drop balls, and the only one I haven't touched on yet is the missed tackles. Yeah. So many missed tackles in that game from people that you— Busted coverage. The the busted coverage is, at this point, something that, as a Michigan State broadcaster, as a Michigan State fan, as pretty much anybody you expect, it's going to happen. That secondary is not good. Um, It's not really— a question whether there's going to be busted coverage. Right. It's whether the other team makes you pay for that. But you're starting linebacker, you're starting safety, you're starting corner. Oh, those starting are brutal. Defensive linemen, like you can't be missing wide open tackles. It's not like oh, I'm chasing a guy from behind and I dove and he broke out of it, or he sh- hurtled me, or he shook me, or he spun out of it. No, he ran right at you and you just didn't wrap up and finish, um, and that killed the team. I think what was I guess I'll use the word interesting to me were the kind of the decisions of who was playing on both sides or on mostly on offense Eli like you touched on Eli Collins first drive of the game um just basically looks untouchable looks like he's just he's not going to be denied the end zone and then he, who carries 21 yards 22 and 22 then yards. um uh Berger he has a couple good runs but um he didn't have his best game. And then also, Tyler Hunt had a few drops. Uh, I know Daniel Barker did too, but um, Tyler Hunt playing just as many, if not more, snaps in Malik Carr. And in the game, um, a lot of times with Daniel Barker or ahead of Daniel Barker. And also, uh, the game might have been out of out of reach, and I don't know if the receivers were tired at this point. But the third and fourth down at the end of the game, they had Cade McDonald and... Um, and Montori Foster in the game, and they hadn't played a snap all game. And uh, I just was confused when you have Reed and Mosley, and, and I think he, Reed Mosley out, Ken might have been in, but Reed Mosley out on a, you, a must get third and fourth down, or the game would have been over. Um, he actually, uh, Thorne had a free play and threw it up to, to Cade McDonald. And no, like this is no slight on Cade McDonald, he's a good player, he's a good rotation receiver, but. If you have Keon Trey or Jaden in that situation and you throw up a, a free play, even if it's a double coverage, you have, those are players that have come down with balls like that. That could have been a score. That could have been a, a big gain down uh, inside the five-yard line. So I think that was a bit confusing to me. Um, I think we'll see Collins more uh, just based on his performance. Um, but in fu- I think we'll see more in future games. But I think the uh, the lineups were a bit odd to me I'd say yeah uh, the one um, and then I'll let Cam go because he's been silent over here uh, the one that I I will give lots of credit to um, is Angelo Gross moving down to the nickel position and he looked very good at that position um, by far the best player of the three that have suited up in that position and much better than he looked earlier in the year playing safety I mean, to be honest, <clears throat> I could only watch the first half of this game because I had to work for hockey. So what I did see was a very not good performance in the first half by all three phases of the game. If we're, if we're going to go with Mel speak here, um, special teams just did not look good. The defense looked pitiful and the offense just sputtered out of its own misery. So to be honest, it's got to be better. Um comparatively speaking going into this week but I mean you, as you said like the defense did come back in in that second half really kept them actually into the game but to be honest it's really the offense now needs to show up and I mean you guys touched on it about the Akron game 
Akron was rolling. Akron really was. I mean, DJ Irons, before he got hurt, was rolling. He was cooking. He was He, he had two drives. Up. I don't want to hear he was cooking. He was, though. He, he had was. more than two drives. He played a quarter and a half. Yeah, but he had two drives they where, he, he, where he was pushing he the ball. Michigan they were, State, I they, swear. Akron was outgaining Michigan State, and they were driving By whenever he had What was the score? What, what was, was the it? score? It was 7-0 because well, they had the one <laughs> fumble. Yeah. yeah. Kendall Brooks decided. To yeah, because if, if Kendall Brooks him. doesn't hit him that hard, they're in the red zone. And, and then Jacoby Winman on the next one. So <laughs> but the thing was is that yeah, but he, he were able to drive. That though. was the thing was is I think Easily. people fans didn't realize that when you played Western and when you played Akron that those teams were driving against Michigan State's defense. And then they, you see what happened, and the so the 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 scars were opened against Minnesota, and then they were the same thing against Maryland. Oh, they were they were open against Washington, and they were me. open against Washington. I forget about Washington. <laughs> so yeah. to be honest, again, the first halves things have to be better in the first half. Now, as you guys said, the defense looked better in the second. The offense just needs to catch up. But you, as we've said. You can't just start off like two steps behind because it seems like Michigan State for the past three weeks has looked like they are not even on the same chessboard to start the game. And and I'll give them credit though; they did seem like that in this game. From what I saw, I know you said you had a lot of their stuff you were working on this weekend, but they came right back and responded with that yeah. Eli Collins touchdown. This first half was, was a game that was different. Yeah. yeah, and then after the after Maryland's second touchdown, Michigan State was moving the ball and picked up a first down, and then it gets called back with the penalty mm-hmm. um, leading to a punt and then Maryland gets the ball and in the back next back th- three and out. Yeah. And then the next thing, you know, it's the Michigan state's down 14 in the first half again. Um, no, they, they didn't get down 14 cause they, they I got the three and outs in a row. Thir- I thought it was 21 seven. Oh no. Eight? Cause it was no. Cause it was 21 or it was 14, 13 cause oh, the extra right. point would have tied, tied it. it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, we talked before the game in the pregame, it was 21-13 at half. I mean. Yes, yeah, it was, but it was 14-13 oh, okay, yes, in the second quarter. Um, we talked about before the game, they need to figure out how to get off the field on third down. They kind of figured it out a little bit towards the end of the first half, um, and then they, they figured it out in the second half. They held teams a field goal. Uh, I will not go without mentioning the goal line stand um, in the second half. That was something that we've seen multiple times this year already, um, and it's very impressive. So they clearly want it as Liam just said a couple minutes ago they want it it's not like they're not trying and it's not like they're not going all out trying to make these tackles just something is not clicking um but it was definitely an improvement from the last two weeks so i just also want to mention because if msu wins this game or if we are a maryland podcast we're leading with that with the called back pick six because i think that was like obviously didn't have an impact on the game, but um, I just wanted to mention it because that was probably the craziest play of the game. Um, and Peyton Thorne made a bad decision and a bad throw. But other than that, like we said, his first half was pretty, pretty good. Um, but it's just those type of plays he's made this year that we keep talking about um, where he just seems to be forcing balls where they don't need to be thrown. And, um, yeah, just I don't know. It just... He's gotten, I think he's cleaned it up a little bit, but it's just kind of very unexpected, I would say, coming into the year, just those type of decisions that he's uh, he's made. And my question for all of you would be, and I don't, I think we've all looked, we, we at least have touched on it a couple times. How much of it is on Peyton Thorne and him 
not going through his progressions and not seeing it? And how much of it is him not having time to go through his progressions and actually, not having the space? I think the offensive line did a much better job in this game. And you saw Peyton Thorne go through progressions where he was checking down balls and he was looking across the field where the last two weeks he was getting the ball, he was looking one place, and he was throwing it there. Um, so I think that I actually I can't I don't I don't know if I'll be able to find the stat right now, but pass blocking is better this year analytically than it was last year. Run blocking is worse, but I don't think the offensive line is bad in terms of pass blocking. I think they've been okay, not a positive but not a negative in my opinion. I think that part of the reason the pass blocking last year was seen as not as good is because those they're selling out on the run a lot of teams were last year. And so I think that that has an effect on the way the defense is set up and how many they're pushing. Yeah. And they were running a lot of plays off of that because they can get in on a pass rush and get to the running back. And then if he's throwing a slant route, then he's got the ball out. I, I'm one that... And, but I do think the offensive line was better in this last game and has been a little bit better the last couple games. But I I don't think this is all, all on Thorne. Yeah. I don't think that putting in a putting in a Noah Kim or a Kate oh, Hauser no, fixes no. this. No, yeah. And that's what a lot of people are jumping to, and I don't think it does. Yeah, but I you guys have more. any final thoughts on here? Because we are running it on this uh, opening segment here before we get into, especially because we have an expanded pick'em eye emojis coming later. No, I'm good on this. All right, let's move into the... Liam, you good? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, let's move into the Testudo, the turtle, player of the week. It's Maryland's mascot. He's the second coolest mascot in college sports, so he is the name for the week. Continue. All right, Cam, it's on you, my guy. So I, my, We know where we're going again, obviously. but Yeah. My Testudo, the turtle, player of the week. Once again, my boy Cam Rising. 19-25, to 25, just a tick under 200 yards, three touchdowns. In Utah's 42-16 win over Oregon State. Good job, Cam. Stay rising. Liam? Uh, my player of the week is Dorian Thompson-Robinson because UCLA was my pick to cover against Washington. They uh, won. Um, they won. Um, so, and he, Dorian Thompson-Robinson had a great game, 24 for 33. 315, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. I think that UCLA was underlooked coming into this game. They hadn't, they were undefeated. I know their schedule wasn't the toughest, but um, that offense is was billed to be pretty good, and I think it's legit. Um, I know that Washington pushed a little bit at the end to make a comeback, but um, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I know he's been at UCLA forever, but um, still a very good game. And the Rose Bowl was semi filled up by by the middle of the first quarter of that game. Yeah. Um, LA traffic's bad. It, 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 it just takes bad. people time to get there. That's a good excuse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is. Like, more people get there. Um, I'm going to go, like Cam, back to a player I've already picked, but l- I picked him last week. It's Bo Nix. Um, passed for 161. Not a crazy number, right? Two touchdowns through the air. But he also ran for 141 with two touchdowns. That's giving him four for anybody out there who likes wow. math. Um, I have spent a week thinking of a Bo Nix comparison and I'm gonna go the first four games that Cam Newton played for the Patriots that's my comparison not great but he's gonna power run and truck some people and dive into the end zone and score touchdowns um, and then maybe throw one or two little dink and dimes for like a buck 50 to hundo um, so Bo Nix I said it last week I'll say it again I think he is a Heisman 
contender, not to win, but just to go to New York um, as like the he transferred kind of guy. Um, but he, his offense is hanging 45 points a week. That's going to help. That's fair. All right, I will go. I was going to just go Sean Tucker, and I am still going to highlight Sean Tucker, but I got to highlight the entire Syracuse offense. Syracuse put up so many points in this game against Wagner that the two teams agreed to play 10-minute quarters. Where's Wagner even half. at? That was in Wagner's in the Northeast. They're in the... That's that's a state. Yeah, they're not in Georgia. Um, Wagner's in the NEC, I believe. They're Continue. not an FBS team. Continue. But, there, you're saying. I'll look it up. Yes, so... They're the Seahawks, by the way. I did know that. But um, they played Bryant in the conference tournament finals of, I'm pretty sure, the Northeastern Conference, but in basketball. Sean Tucker, 23 carries, 232 yards, and three touchdowns in the first half. Syracuse as an offense passing, 18 for 18 for 243 yards and two touchdowns. Their starter went 17 of 17 for 238 and two touchdowns. They didn't throw an incompletion. It's pretty good. And Wagner is in Staten Island, New York. Are they in the NEC? They are in the Northeastern Conference. Feed it to me. All right. Um, they won a Division Three national championship. Okay. They're not Division Three anymore, though, are they? In football? <laughs> I wouldn't imagine they would be playing Syracuse if they were. I mean, you never know. <laughs> Anyways, never know. speaking of Division Three, let me actually let me make sure they're they're, uh, they are, they're a subdivision one. I think they are D3. Let me make sure before my segue is incorrect. Yes, they are. Okay. Speaking of Division Three, we're going to take it to the Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame Unit of the Week. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, only for football, everyone. Kansas, 5-0, and hosting game day this week. Lance Leopold, their head coach, had a top career at UW-Whitewater, D3 Powerhouse. Um, and they're 5-0, and taking on another 5-0 and team in TCU. Team that a lot of people think is going to hammer them, but at the same time, Kansas is five and zero. They're one win away from a bowl game. Everybody, it is October fifth, and Kansas is ranked. This will be coming out October seventh. Yeah, that's that's accurate. We are recording this on October fifth, and guess what, Sloak? They will still be ranked on October seventh. That's a little pick 'em preview. Um, my powerhouse unit of the week. Yep, is going to be. The entire Missouri football program for only losing to Georgia by four. I don't think I need they to say They choked any. that game so hard. I don't though. even care Good they times. choked, but uh, they they made Georgia look mortal. So Penn State made Georgia look mortal. Mizzou should have uh, proved them. that that thesis, or that hypothesis, whatever. Hypo- yes, hypothesis. Yeah. Hypothesis. Yeah. Same one. Same Hypotenuse. word. All right, I'm done. <laughs> All right, Liam. Uh, TCU, my powerhouse. Uh, frame of the week uh, trounced Oklahoma. I don't know if TCU is good or Oklahoma is bad, but here's a fun stat that Both. I wanted to get off uh, because it's funny. Texas and Oklahoma build as the two premier programs of the Big 12. Think they're too good for the Big 12. They're leaving the Big 12, going to the SEC. This week, every game in the Big 12 features a ranked team except for Texas Oklahoma, which is supposed to be the biggest game of the year in the Big 12. The Big 12 has that many ranked teams. Yep, TCU, Correct. TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. Kansas State is ranked 20, playing Iowa State. Oh, there's only four Big 12 games this week? Well, and then Texas-Oklahoma, and neither of those two teams are Oh, right. so Baylor's not playing. But yeah, so there's only four games. Okay, that stat is very impressive, but not as impressive as I thought funny. it was. It's just it is because funny. Because no, th- that should never happen, especially if you think you're too good, and then you're going to a quote-unquote better, well, it is better conference, <laughs> a better situation, and uh, these are the two teams that 
uh, not even striving in this situation. Well, do you guys not remember thriving. the the Big 12? Like, I think when they were talking about Texas and Oklahoma leaving, I think it was a chancellor from TCU said, yeah, you guys are leaving because you don't want TCU to beat you guys again. <laughs> and meanwhile, TCU just doing whatever they want with OU in that game. We almost had a general booty that. sighting too. That I was, love the Horned Frogs. That was hilarious. Cam, RS frame unit of the week. My frame slash unit of the week is UCLA's 41,343 fans that actually made it a true home environment for UCLA in their upset victory over Washington. Just to let you know, they were at 47% capacity in the Rose Bowl. So thank you to that less than half crowd for making it a true ranked home win for the Bruins. Yeah, yeah. You, you would think of a football hotbed like like the UCLA area in one of, if not the most famous Stadiums uh, of stadiums, all time. Yeah, especially in college football. Uh, like I said, hosting a ranked opponent would draw a, cr- a crowd, and it's sad that that is notable, that <laughs> right. that is a big crowd and it's less than 50%. But hey, L.A. traffic. Yeah. Liam and I made sure to watch that game on our flight to Baltimore. Yeah, while Sloak was listening to uh, vacuum cleaner noises. To go I was to asleep. Sleep. Yeah. Oh, you had to go to BWI? <laughs> yes. Oh. But uh, we were also Ooh. watching Houston and... Tulane get interrupted in overtime by Aaron Judge standing there while the Orioles pitcher was warming up, so that was cool. Shout out to him, finally got his 62nd. Um, not like, not poo-pooing on his parade, but I'm glad that I don't have to see him uh, in half screen anymore. Fair. Alright, let's move on uh, to this week in the Big Ten. Gonna quickly take everybody through. It's pretty boring. Yeah, well. it kind of is, honestly. Quickly take you through all the matchups, and then we'll dive right into a short preview of Michigan State, Ohio State. The full preview will be on our pregame show, so you should tune into that um, at 3.30-ish. Probably more like 3.40, because I think the game's probably going to start at Three or four ten, but yeah, I think it's like a four oh eight kickoff. Yeah, so if it's a four oh eight kickoff, three thirty eight. Tune in to the Spartan Red Zone pregame show on WDBM Impact A nine FM dot org, or if you're in the Lansing East Lansing area on eighty eight point nine FM. But all right, so this week in the Big Ten, the night that this comes out, Nebraska is taking on Rutgers in Piscataway. That's Terrible. a barn burner. That's yeah, a close is. line, actually. I think Rutgers is favored by like two nope. and a half. Nebraska minus three. Oh, there you oh, go. Uh, Michigan is at Indiana uh, with the with the Michigan pregame show on Fox, aka Big Noon Kickoff, starting at 10 a.m. <laughs> um, they are at Michigan's game for the third straight week, and they have also already announced that they will be at Michigan's game for a fourth straight week after that. Because um, Michigan, Penn State, and then they'll uh, probably be there the following week. For the Michigan, following Michigan no. game, I don't think they will, because that's the Michigan State one, and I. I think that they will. Ohio I think State, Fox will Ohio, Ohio State, State, Penn State. State but yeah. um, next is Purdue, Maryland. Uh, the Boilermakers are heading to College Park to the newly named CQ Stadium that we were at last week. Um, and I think that's a game that Maryland will be just fine in. Wisconsin at Northwestern. The entire Big Ten West, by the way, except Wisconsin, is tied at one and one, and Wisconsin's in last. It's kind of sad, honestly. But Wisconsin just fired Paul Christ. Their new Interim head coach, Jim Leonard, will uh, take over there. And then Ohio State in East Lansing. That game's at four. And then Iowa traveling to Champaign to take on the four and one fighting Illini. That's an interesting one, I guess. Uh, I don't know that either. Uh, I think Illinois is going to be fine because I don't think Iowa's going to score. But that game is going to be three nothing. Maybe three to two. Yeah, maybe. Four two? Score a guy. Hockey two. <laughs> Hockey score. score. Four three. <laughs> All right, 
Now let's get into a quick MSU Ohio State preview. We'll just kind of go around and say our thoughts on it, and then we can get into the pick'em here. Liam, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think that this is a game where if you're Michigan State, obviously I'm not. Obviously, they're going to go out there and try to win. I think realistically, you go out there and try to compete. Um, this is an Ohio State team who, quite frankly, embarrassed you last year. Um, to the tune of 49 nothing at halftime, C.J. Stroud could have put up a season's worth of numbers for a lot of quarterbacks if he wanted to that game. Uh, there was no resistance on the back end. So I think this is a, this is a game where you have to defense both sides of the ball, but especially the defensive backs is a game of where you kind of get your pride back um, if you hang hang with their all that NFL talent. Um, and also this is a game where I'm not sure that Spartan Stadium will be completely full, um, but this is a game where you, you, we've seen recently, most recently uh, with Minnesota, by the end of the game, Spartan Stadium was pretty sparsely attended. Um, at least get out to a good start, give the fans something to cheer about, gain some confidence heading into... This is the most important stretch of the season. It already is ha- starting, but um, you need some positive momentum going into Wisconsin, a winnable game at Michigan. It's Michigan. Anything could happen. And then after that, the schedule loosens up for a few weeks. So bowl game still on the table. I think... I'm a, like uh, like positive vibes coming out of this game, things to build off of, and um, the defense staying staying hot from the second half of last week, at least putting up some resistance to Stroud in that offense in the first half. Yeah, I like what you said about the defense kind of just building off of last week. Um, my kind of key for this game for Michigan State is going to be to establish the run game and control the ball for as long as physically possible. I think ideal for Michigan State, they have the ball 10 minutes for every 5 minutes that Ohio State's going to have it. Because Ohio State has those big play guys, and they have guys who can outrun anybody in the country. It doesn't matter. Michigan State has a couple of those guys, but they're... Ohio State also has them on defense. So that's kind of where the issue comes in. I think Michigan State has three backs who are all very talented. Um, I don't think any of them have really put it together, all for kind of different reasons, Um, whether it's just someone's not hitting the hole hard enough, somebody's hitting the wrong hole, somebody's not getting enough carries, and all of them can kind of be intertwined. Um I I will say it, though. I mean, everyone knows who the carries isn't about, so actually I won't say it. Um, But So I think that's going to be very important for Michigan State, just holding the ball as long as possible. I think that's your best chance to at least make this a tolerable football game. Um, Maybe you lose by 17. Maybe you win by three. I don't know. But if you have the ball a lot longer than the other team, I think you're in pretty good. You're in a pretty good spot. Cam, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head right there. Um, if Michigan State wants any being in this game, you really do need to establish a run game. You just need to keep the clock running. You really do. I was there two years ago during the COVID game where Ohio State, big play after big play after big play. Last year, same thing, big play after big play. Take them two minutes to score. I think their time of possession must have been ridiculous last season. I don't have the stat pulled up. 
but it was ridiculous. So for Michigan State, control the ball as long as possible. And this is literally, this is your, I'm not trying to say it's like a, like your stereotypical, you know, like Friday night lights game where it's like, you got to like, how Mel said, you just got to strip the name off the jersey. You really do. This is a pride game. Because if you take you take a look at it, you want was you want momentum going into Wisconsin next week, but you don't want to overlook this game because literally it's any given Sunday and college is any given Saturday, sometimes Fridays or Thursdays. But is this a winnable game? In my opinion, in every other pundit's opinion, no. Not by a snowball's chance in you know where. But there's always an op there's always an opportunity. There's always an opportunity to to lose the battle, win the war. Because Michigan State, after this, you have Six games left, with four of those games being games that you can win because you do not, and you can secure a bowl. You do not want to go to Penn State and have your bowl eligibility on the line. No, you don't at all. Because no. you play, you could play, you play at home against Wisconsin. It's going to be you go the on the snow. road to Illinois. the The game against Illinois on the road tough that could make game. a break, make or break your season. Tough, at home against game. Rutgers, at home against IU, and Rutgers is a team that. It can be sneaky, and then IU always plays Michigan State close for the past few years for some weird reason. IU's had some good teams. They're well yeah. coached. So um, They're not that great this year. Who's that and wide receiver is, that to- torched them during COVID? Ty, Ty Fogel. Yeah. I'm telling you this. You This is a pride game. This is a you. – if you cover, cool. If you lose by seven, you are feeling like top honcho. See, I don't know that they are, though. I don't. I don't think this team is really that – Focused on moral victories. No, they I want to win. Now. I think they're going I to understand be. That. I think they're going. I don't think they're. It's going to build them if they play this game close. Like I think that if they get hammered, it's going to be bad. It might build. It's going to be worse. Back up. It might do that. If they Which get hammered, important. it's yeah. going to be worse. I don't think it hurts them to play close, but I don't necessarily think it helps them. If I, they don't I, win see, this I see what I you're trying to say. I here, think and I understand play, that. Yeah, and so. I think if they play them close, it just makes them like more a little bit more hungry. To where if they get blown out, they're just like. What's I think that's a different. That's, that's a different week. Then you yeah. just move on to the next. It, could this be a trap game for Ohio State too? No, it's early, not a trap early game for season Ohio State. Ohio State? No, mm. is it a, is it a trap game because uh, they could be looking forward to who they got next week. Who do they have next week? No one. It's their bye. Yeah, I was going to say. Now, Jackson Smith and Jig was not playing this week. Oh. Travion Henderson might not play. Um, They have like 40 Mayan Williams scored five touchdowns last week, so. Yeah. But I will say, this is the one game the entire season that Michigan State might actually have success sitting in soft coverage with two safeties back deep. Because that is the one thing Ohio State has had trouble with this year. Rutgers did it, hung in that game for a little they bit. They those big plays. Then they got hammered. Notre Dame did it and really played well. But Notre Dame has good athletes on the outside, and that's why they were able to do it. C.J. Stroud doesn't love to be patient and take he 10-year throws. Check he wants to throw deep. And so you can't press. If you press, you're going to get burned. Yeah. But if you sit in that safety look... And with the soft coverage, your corners better be able to get there and your safeties better not miss their coverage. Because if you have a busted coverage in that soft zone, it's going for a touchdown 98% of the time. And if Stroud does check the ball down, you better be able to make a tackle. You or have else, to tackle. <laughs> or else and somebody's going to be sprinting down the a sideline. They yeah. lost two of their best open field tacklers, if not their two best open field tacklers in Darius oh, Stone and Xavier yeah, Henderson. Yeah, that's their two best. Also, open. Henderson was warming up at Maryland. He traveled and was warming up. 
not in uniform. I don't think he plays this week, but I think that that means he's probably going to play at some point this year. I think his goal is to be back from Michigan. I would I would guess so too. I think but the bye for this game. I think the bye is extra for him. Um, but I think that's the goal. Yeah, he was he wasn't like doing anything crazy. He wasn't sprinting, but you know, getting a little skip with the knee brace on, um, kind of just moving around, opening up his hips, getting loose. Uh, no intention of playing of a warm up, but definitely getting loose. It's exciting to see. It's always a good thing. That it is. Well, I, I, well, one more thing. Yep. This is a, a a team, different coaching staff, obviously that went in uh, to Columbus without the program's winningest quarterback of all time and one with that two backup quarterbacks uh, beat an Ohio State team that was destined for the college football playoff at the time on senior night. So That although, team also won I know, 12 I know. games and went to the playoff. I know, but th- this team has its starting quarterback and it's at home. So yeah, They don't have that defense, though. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying like... I mean, there's other stats, there been, too. There have been MSU-Ohio State the games last... where there seemed like there was no chance and... Uh, things happen. The last time that Michigan State was this big of an underdog was against Ohio State back in 1998, and Michigan State not only covered, they won outright against number one Ohio State. That's not happening this weekend. I'd be very, very stunned. But we want to talk about predictions. Let's move into the pick'em. I am not going first in any of these this week because we are going full-on uh, producer on a show voice here. Let's start it off with TCU versus Kansas. Minus yeah. seven. Yeah, I, we're not doing that the rest yeah. of the way, though. And I think you should have to pick first for doing that to us. <laughs> Terrible. At least I didn't whisper fade into your ear the entire time. Yeah, that, can we please not sorry, do, or, uh, do that? Or at least I don't flick lav yeah. mics when somebody has their headphones in. Maybe you deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will go first on this one. Uh, I can't I can't not take Kansas, right? TCU minus seven. TCU's going to win this game, I think. But I can't not take Kansas. Give me the Jayhawks. Let's go, Liam. We'll go around this way first. Uh, TCU, I, I really, really think that TCU is... a, a I'm not going to say a good team. I think they're a solid team. I don't think there are many good teams in college football this year. Um, just I'm pretty uh, – I don't just hand out the word good anymore. I've I've been pretty strict about it. So I think oh, TCU is an okay – he's got higher standards than us. Yeah. I think TCU is an okay team, and I think Kansas is a step below them at this point. Fun story. Uh, the play's going to have a lot of fun with game day there. I'm happy for them, but I think that TCU is a better football team. Uh, I'm really excited for the game to be in Lawrence, but I'm going to go the Horned Frogs. I thought of it in the beginning of the year, but they are my kind of the team that I was hoping would win the Big 12, even though I could care less about the Big 12, but I loved me some Horned Frogs. Cam? Seven is just such a huge number. It really is, but... Wait till you see the last one we picked. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go... I. It's one of the few schools that I actually can stand in Texas. Give me the Horned Frogs. Give me TCU. All that right, made, so. that made Zach very happy. He's alone. It did alone because Ranger. we forgot to mention this, but we are going to go through the standings. Slowick fixed some standings. He went back through because he shaved himself some points. So sure he did. <laughs> uh, so no, he definitely available. did. So Liam is in first place still. He's at ten and ten. He's sitting at five hundred after a two and three week. I am at eight and twelve. I have had my back to back weeks over five hundred. I'm creeping in on that. Cam is at seven and thirteen. He's in third, and Slowick is at six and fourteen. Still in last, but getting closer. Yeah, you know what? I'll uh, I'll take the two points that I didn't originally give myself. Um, at first, I just thought I got the Michigan State against Akron and the um, Rainbow Hawaii, Warriors. Yeah. yeah, but there was a couple other games, so I'll take it. And 
we are picking 10 games this week, so extended pick them. Just cuz. Yeah, just there's some good games. So, next, Utah at UCLA. Utah minus three and a half on the road at the Rose Bowl. Let's go slow it. I'm going UCLA. I do not like Utah. Um, I think they're a very beatable team. I think they're a good team. Um, but I don't think that they are all they're hyped up to be. So Cam has already been holding a U up in the that studio be, right now. That could be both. Yeah, it could be. I know he's talking about his boy, though. I didn't even My have to look at him. My boy Cam Rising. We don't even have to talk she about it. Cam, stay rising. LA. Let's go. go Give me the Utes. <laughs> um, Banger song, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, give me the Bruins. I like UCLA. I like Utah a lot, actually, but but give me UCLA. Uh, I don't like UCLA that you're rolling with me. Um, I think that I'm going to go with Utah. Um, I don't have too many other reasons other than <laughs> I thought that they were going to be a playoff contender at the beginning of the year and they're still a solid team but um, yeah I'm just going to try to try to fade the Zacks on this one All right. oof alright Kansas State minus two at Iowa State I'll go first again I don't even care I'm going Kansas State alright Liam I have no idea uh I'm going to go Iowa State just because I hated some of my picks last week, and the only two that I won were the two that I hated. Actually, never mind. Yeah, no, those were the only two that I won. So <laughs> who I'm fading Kansas, myself. Who did Kansas State lose to? Tulane. Oof. Ooh. It's not a great loss. Agreed. Yeah, so I'm going to go Cyclones. Tulane is a powerhouse, though. Yeah, that's fair. I <laughs> They're coming up. I don't like either of these teams in this game to win this game. Um, Push. <laughs> I'm riding with the Wildcats, though. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to ride with Cyclones. That's all right. I'll be alone. Yeah, that's fine. I'd rather, on a game that I hate, I'd rather stay with the person in front of me. So, there you go, Liam. Uh, oh. Cam? Yeah, Iowa State. Give me the clones. Oh, that's so crazy. That's definitely a win for Slug. I thought that was a no-brainer. I thought we were all four going to pick K- KSU. All right. No, sir. Red River rivalry. Texas at Oklahoma. Cam, I'm just going to write you down for Oklahoma, and you don't even have to... Well, is 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 my boy Quinn yours playing? Uh, so it sounds like possibly. I just looked it up, and his original injury against Alabama, they said four to six. He was in uniform and was ready to go in case of emergency last week, and it says it does look good for Cam Ewers fans, and it does look like he's going to suit up for the Longhorns, hence the minus seven Texas favorite. It's yeah, tough because if, if yours is playing, I'm smashing UT. Well, is, is Gabriel playing after taking that uh, gnarly hit? That's the only problem I have. Is I like OU. I like OU. I hate Texas, and I'm going Texas while Cam debates over there. Yeah, I, give me a second. <laughs> All right, Liam. Um, I'm going to go with Texas because when yours was playing against Alabama, and I know that um, he's coming off an injury. But Texas looked legit, to be honest. So I'm gonna go with Texas. I am also going with Texas. Yeah, give me Texas as well. You got a good running back room as well. So. All right, seven points is a lot. Yeah, that's right. a sweep for us. But Tennessee minus three at LSU. I'll never pick LSU. I'll go first again. Tennessee. Um, I just Chip Kelly push. 
Chip Kelly is not at either of those schools. Chip Kelly's at UCLA. Not Brian Kelly. Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly. Wrong one. Aren't I'm they? Gonna, are I'm they related? I don't think so. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna go <laughs> with um, with LSU. I think that's a tough place to play. They're ranked again. Um, they'll have a. I think it'll be a, a raucous crowd. I'm gonna go with LSU. Give me Tennessee. Hendon Hooker's been playing outstanding. Uh, give me Tennessee. Tennessee statement win on the road. Okay. Uh, Liam just gained another point on us, I'm sure. Yeah, All right, geez. ECU at Tulane. We're getting a little nitty-gritty here. Tulane Fun minus ball. three. They just beat Houston. Uh, we're going with the American. ECU's good, though. Yes. So, ECU is, is exciting. I'm not going first on this one, though. Yeah, Tickets I, are as low as $5 for this game. Wow. That's amazing. That's a I will go Tulane. Give me the, uh, the green wave. I liked ECU. I like the way they played against NC State. And NC State played Clemson tough last week. Uh, I'm going to go ECU. The transit property is so dumb, and I hate that I just used it, but whatever. Cam. Give me the Pirates. Do it. Tulane beat Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 17-10. I'll go, I'll go Tulane. All the right. Wave. Transit of property. If I think Case, K-State's going to be Iowa State, then Tulane has to be ECU. couple of ACC matchups here coming up in the next two picks. Starting it off with the U, Miami, Florida at North Carolina. And the Hurricanes are minus three and a half. Slow just did the most exaggerated U I've ever seen in my life. All right. Uh, Miami minus three and a half at North Carolina. I'm yep. guessing Slowik's going Miami. Yeah, I will never. I've only ever picked against the U one time. That was last year, and they lost. They lost most of their games last year, but okay. Fair. I talked about it last week. I can't take a school seriously if you lose to Middle Tennessee in an actual game. So I'm going to go North Carolina. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's respectful. Well, Michigan State's never played Middle Tennessee. so there's n- yeah. In any <laughs> sport, right? No, yeah, ever. <laughs> Cam. All right, the U down. The we're, go- we're going NC. Oh, I didn't see you flip it no, down. We're All flipping right. it down. Uh, Jalen Naylor style. Um, exactly. <sighs> shout out. First career catch last week. In oh, State. Yeah, punch. I know. On a fake punt, that was wild. Kirk Cousins balling for the NFC North leading Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Florida State at NC State. NC State minus three. I'll go first. I'll go uh, NC State. I don't like Florida State. Easy as that. Simple Who did Florida State lose to? Or are they still undefeated? They lost themselves by not signing Dion. I mean, fair, but... I mean... Oh, they're 4-1. They're and one. They lost to... Oh, they lost to Wake Forest last week. Ooh, okay. What was the oh. score of that game? 31-21. Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember. We were all Demon Deacons. But did you say NC State? That would be Liam. Yes, I took NC State. Slowick? Uh, I'll go Florida State. Okay. Cam? Wait, it's oh. at... Wait, wait, wait. It's at, at, it's at nah, There's not going to be a guy... Uh, already said it. There's not going to be a flaming torch. I'm still going to take Florida State, but it hurts a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> no take backs. Give me the wolf pack. I will also ride with the Wolfpack. Back-to-back games for Slowick by himself. That's my third one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Georgia Maybe Southern. Now, now I know why I'm in last. Georgia Southern at Georgia State. Georgia State minus two and a half. This is the only game that I absolutely have no idea. And I know Slowick oh, put all these games on Georgia here. Give me Georgia State. I'm also taking They're both Georgia really State. fun games. Georgia State. Clay Helton's at Georgia State, right? Or is he at Georgia Southern? He's at one of them. Hey, Georgia State has outdoor volleyball, an outdoor volleyball facility that I saw because it's right next to a Clay Waffle House. Clay Georgia so. Southern, but I'm yeah. still going to take Georgia State. 
I mean, I think you just take the favorite if you don't know, right? Georgia gonna, State. Let's I'm going to flip my phone here. The screen up. I'll take Southern uh, screen down. I'll take State. All right, I'm taking Georgia State. <laughs> he, really just, he really just threw his phone on the ground and did that, by the way. We need, just for anybody at home. We need video. Yeah. All right, Cam. You already said which team? State. Okay. We're all going all Georgia of their State. Outdoor volleyball facilities. All right. Sand volleyball. Ohio team. State minus 27 at Michigan State in East Lansing. Let's go, Cam. I'm going to go last, but I have my pick in mind, and I'm not letting you change it, but I'm still going last here. I don't think you should get to go last. I've gone first the most, but okay. I didn't say you I'm go going first. first. I said Cam go first. Yeah. Ohio State. Okay. Push. Liam? Push at 27. Slowick? Michigan State. Actually, 27 is not a bad push. <laughs> it really I th- isn't. I think it might be a push. <laughs> it um, might be. It's That's just so – like I said, I'm picking against – I said uh, – this is word for word. I'm picking against Michigan State for the rest of the year until they play Ohio State, and the line's 30. Well, the line's not 30. It's 27, and I think they're going to lose by 24. Yeah, I think Michigan State loses this game easily, but I, I think they cover 27. I don't know why I do, because part of me thinks they're going to lose by 55, because if they play the way they played against Minnesota or Washington, they will lose by 55, but I'm in my, I think they cover 27. In my heart, I'm just hoping that maybe they'll score – at least one touchdown in each each half, so I can call a touchdown for the first time in four weeks. <laughs> Haven't called a Michigan either, State touchdown in forever. MS, you got the first half, so MSU's oh, there either, we go. MSU's either losing by fifty or winning. They're if they play a close game, they're winning. It's one or the other. Wow, yeah. you heard it here first, folks. All right, everybody, that'll do it for us this week. Tune in on Saturday. Got to go with the plugs as always. We are going live three thirty eight, I believe, with the Spartan Red Zone pregame show before kickoff at four oh eight from Spartan Stadium with myself and Mister Slowick. On impactday9fm.org backslash listen live, or if you're in the Lansing, East Lansing area, 88.9 FM. And remember those two places? You can listen to them again on Sunday morning from 11 to 1, Green and White Report, hosted by Brendan Shabath and Zach Slowick. That'll do it for us here at the Spartan Red Zone podcast for this week, and we will catch you at Spartan Stadium on Saturday.